All right. Hey, everybody. What's going on? This is uh, Big McEnroe. This is the Penis and Corn 2021 podcast hosted by UGSMag.com. This is part three of our Prairie Nielsen Bazooka Joe 204 series, where we've been playing tracks from the new record and then accompanying tracks that made us think of other tracks. Is that is that what is that how we're saying it? Seems a little bit vague. Um, <laughs> it's not the most punchy way no. to say it. We play yeah. tracks and then other stuff. So yeah, this is part three. So we've played six tracks. We've got three more to go off the outstanding Prairie Nielsen record, if I do say so ourselves. Joe, you played your CD release party a couple weeks ago. How was that? I couldn't make it. I apologize. I tried, but I couldn't go. Oh, well, uh, it turned out really well. You know, weather was a big concern. Things, the skies opened up in the evening like they were supposed to. Turnout was better than I expected. And also it was very, it was, it was so important uh, and joyful to see people that I've been seeing at music shows for the last 20 years kind of come out, you know, like, can, you know, when you consider the pandemic uh, and just kind of like the scarcity of shows even prior to that, it was, uh, it felt really good to, uh, it, it was like a bomb on my, on my very worried soul to, to see people come out in numbers um, and they're excited about the music. You know, a lot of people listened to the album during the day and then came out for the show in the evening. There was even people who knew some of the words for the hooks. Uh, which was very surprising and like and felt really good. Um, awesome. Yeah, and yeah, it was just a real positive interaction to have, and it brought back an old old feeling that uh, that kind of you know it, it it stoked a it stoked a fire that needed to be stoked. You know, like once once in a while you need your cup filled spiritually, yeah. and uh, and it was one of those days, and that's what I needed it to be. Um, and I can't fathom uh, how personally terrible it would have been had it flopped. Because so, <laughs> it was it was tough, man. It was, I mean, the, relying on the weather in mid October, it was a real gamble. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the end, and and I got so much good support and help. I want to thank Yai and Bruce Lord and Cairo and my buddy JPQ and my boy Tony from uh, from Four QR. They all. Uh, lent a lot of support uh, regarding the promotion and the technical stuff and performances and uh, everybody really came through and it was it was uh, it was heartwarming oh, that's great I'm glad and uh, the record is out and people are telling me that they really like it I'm sure they're telling you the same and um, um, so I talked to talked to a few people that have said they really like especially the first couple tracks and all that stuff so we're going to get into the rest of the record today um should we get started yeah i think we should all right so let's play a piece of music the first track we're going to play um from the record itself from prairie nielsen is carp dm why don't we listen to it and then you can tell me what it means sure Man, 
in the floorboards 36 hour days under the table Reaching for a pad of cane Being here since yesterday Boy, that's what they tell me Tracing my steps through texts and selfies Slept on a hard shade bed with a web feed And shabble with the cam girl Because I can smell me Man, man, I don't know shit about shit I never have a clue, I never did How did I get it, who is this? Watching me through the mirror Man, man, I don't know shit about shit Jacket is lousy with track tickets up beat the house Try acting now I'm mashing like a Mika Mouse Long tall Sally was hollering but it petered out She was good to go but her kids texted they need her now Seeds of doubt, a wake up call if there ever was Repeat the digits so they stick what they never does Man, man I don't know shit about shit And cameras pointed at the door Back room of a club, this isn't fun no more Key in the lock and for a moment the music is clear Seated and talkative, pouring out shooters and beers Apologizing, says I'm getting to the point My girl's running around, I think she messing with your boy I'm like, man Boy, I'm like, man Messing with your boy, I'm like, man Man Messing with your boy, I'm like, man Carp DM. Can you talk about why it's called Carp DM first? Carp DM? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, uh, I can't remember who it was. Somebody reviewed it and switched it themselves to Carpe DM. Yeah. Uh, I guess figuring that, uh, that it wasn't Carp, Carp DM on purpose, but it's called Carp DM, uh, because you know, the phrase seize the day. Uh, but we spell it like carp uh, because a carp is a goldfish, and um, and you know there's the line at the end of the hook about like a motherfucking goldfish, which uh, I mean the the song is about 
coming out of a blackout um, and you're not at home. You're still out doing yeah. shit. Um, so that's what, uh, that's what the, uh, at least the first two stories are about. The third one kind of takes a diversion, but like, um, yeah, it's just me being cute, you know, a little bit of wordplay. Um, uh, yeah, and you know, I like puns. I think they're, they're hilarious. <laughs> they're a funny starting point or accent to a song. Uh, they're, they're very, uh, underutilized in hip hop, so pretty uh pretty proud of it <laughs> um so so you're talking about a little bit about coming out of a blackout can you talk a little more about that yeah i mean it sucks it's terrifying <laughs> uh, uh and you need to develop uh you know if, if you're gonna live the way i was living you need to develop very thick skin um because you know you never know what situation you're in. So uh, those are the first two, especially are very real situations. The third one's a bit of me taking some liberties with someone close to me's uh, story, but right. it's but it's an iteration of something that happened uh, in, here in Winnipeg in real life. In the early 2000s, if your friends were, uh, were trafficking hard drugs, you'd be hard to press to find one member of a crew uh, who hadn't been kidnapped at some point but is that right <laughs> shit, shit was pretty wild uh for some of the dude I, I, I was never deep into that world but I, I was uh i had a roommate who was in that lifestyle and i would hear the stories about it and it was it was crazy like i don't know if you've ever heard a, there's a there's a great kind of a great scam that goes around in north america that involves counterfeit money mm-hmm. uh, but basically, uh, it's it's you have some iteration of a fake money making machine. Um, you use real bills for the demonstration, and then sell sell the gear to someone at a high cost, and then skate before they can figure out that it actually doesn't work. That it was kind of like this sleight of hand or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I remember hearing a story about like a crew of dealers getting taken by some out of towners for thousands of dollars because they thought they were buying some magical counterfeiting machine and wow uh, yeah that didn't end well for anybody involved <laughs> but um but yeah that's just uh, you know that's one of many stories of, of that kind of wild wild west shit that that was going on in winnipeg at the time um i think everybody's more into credit card and crypto scams now but uh but back then it was some real wild west shit but right. um but yeah those first two stories you know like they, yeah, i'm not i'm not ratting anybody out or, or dry snitching you know like I'm, I'm not giving exact details but um you know especially the one about about kind of coming into consciousness and and being camped out at my dealer's place and and then looking in my pockets and finding a bunch of trip tickets from the track mm. um and uh, and then realizing like I oh yeah I won a bunch of money at the track and then I just went out for fucking two days afterwards right uh, so you know that's that so was that's real, real. that's a real one and and the first one's very real too where you know I was I, I just kind of came to uh, at this dude's crib and uh, we were very very loudly listening to Stitches Brick in Your Face <laughs> uh, which is just terrible terrible rap music um and this guy was 
you know, very into it and like super, super friendly with me. Uh, and I had to piece together, when did I meet this person? When did I get to his house? Uh, you know, like, do I owe him money? You know, like, right. uh, and it's like, you know, he, like I said, he was being like real cool to me, you know, like we were apparently vibing to some insane, you know, like it was just like three, six and stitches and, and like Rick Ross shit. And, um, and yeah, like as I'm realizing, not only are we cool, but like, I could probably just lamp here for another 12 hours and drink beer if I wanted. Um, and then kind of like noticing down a long hallway kind of girls kind of coming in and out and like, you know, not wanting to ask him directly, not, and you don't want to tip your hat. You don't want to let the person know that you don't remember hanging out. You don't, you don't want to offend anyone. Yeah. Uh, it's a sensitive situation that you're trying to place yourself in. So, but yeah, I was noticing there was some action at the end of the hallway with girls. And what it was, was he was like running webcams and Johns in and out of a back room or whatever. Um, which he eventually showed me, you know, and you know, it's like a heart shaped bed and the cameras and the blah, blah, blah. And you know, that was like, that was a real wild one to kind of, to kind of come into. Uh, but yeah, you know, potentially dangerous situations, uh, that I'm trying to suffuse with humor and, uh, yeah, you know, like it, it, it's funny because it's, it's a kind of a, it's kind of like a light, bouncy, kind of skittering song, you know? Like, yeah. it, it doesn't give away how intense and serious the situations are until you get to the third verse where, you know, I'm describing being bound and, and on the floor in the back room of a club, which is like, that's a little bit farther away from my experiences. Um, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's such a... a interesting song and it's you know this record is full of kind of little vignettes right yeah um, and so this one is like the epitome of it where it's just like okay here's three quick stories you know three eight or twelve bar stories or whatever it is um you know and then you have you uh, forced into overtime with the vocals because um originally we were trying to get anyone but me to sing that hook yes um and, it, and I think it just ended up, well, yeah, it ended up being me sending you 10 to 12 different <laughs> vocal takes that you had to sift through and manipulate to, to make it listenable, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, well, you definitely <laughs> tried some things. I think I think you sent a placeholder, originally sent like, this is what I'm thinking for the hook, but someone else should sing it. Mm -hmm. And then we had some ideas on who could sing it and it didn't really come through. And it was kind of like... And then I think you sent me another version where it's like, I don't think I should sing it, but if I did sing it, here's what I would do and sent me a bunch of takes to play with. And I think I found, yeah, I had to do a little bit of cleanup, you know, I won't, I won't lie. Um, <laughs> but there's no shame in that in 2020, 21 at all. No. Um, and it's not done like using over the top, like auto tune or anything like that. So um, and I think it sounded pretty good. And then very deep it, in the mix, I'm I'm doing a bit of a harmony there. There, there's takes in there that sound like just a friend, Bismarcky. Like, yeah, that's yeah, you definitely that's... weren't afraid to try all kinds of stuff. And it was like, yeah, that doesn't work. Mm. Well, and that's that's the beauty of you know we I, re I got to record that at home because yeah. of the pandemic, and having that luxury of not wasting someone else's time is like, all right, I can. 
yeah. I could really let loose here, you know, um, and give a lot of options. I'm doing finger quotes when I say options here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it worked out well. Yeah, I, lo- I love that song so much. Um, it's uh, again, you know, it's it's such a it's it's like a, a cute skippy little ditty and and then you really listen to it and it's like oh shit this yeah, it's is quite terrible. dark yeah <laughs> quite dark yeah. um and i think thinking more about it as far as you that being you uh is yeah that's something to listen for hit rewind mm. and check that out again mm-hmm. um so now the track that we're going to kind of transition to I have obviously I produced and have listened to many, many times, but maybe you can explain the parallel here so we can sort of listen for it um, for Good Man. Yeah, uh, a Good Man is from the Old Man Winter record. I think for me, the parallel is is Good Man is full of a little, a few vignettes as well, kind of little stories. Right. And the, you know, the conceit is the same, you know, which is like, you know, this is this is not the best you know like this <laughs> this is not a good situation a uh, good man is a lament right good man is saying like um you know i didn't know it at the time because i didn't have i don't think i had the vocabulary or the context but it's, but a good man what it is, is it's a refutation of toxic masculinity right yeah um doing the wrong thing and not knowing how to get out of it you right. know, not have not having the tools to break out of it so that's the context under which i draw parallels between the two all right well let's check this out this is good man from old man winter To the best of my recollection My hindsight's my hype, man Sometimes I learn a lesson Been in the doghouse before Man, I served attention In the hooskow What I'm supposed to do now Cock-a-doodle-doo sound Up all night again I wish I could say it was But it wasn't a writing thing More of a writhing thing with biting Broad with no bra And a bottle's exciting, huh? Go into town, I pound the mitt Sound travels next day, neighbors clanning and shit Shake off the cobwebs, first work, then rehearsing Smitty's a good man, but could probably be a better person Good man, wish I was a better person It could happen, forever working, never learning Good man, wish I was a better person It could happen, forever working, never learning I throw punches, I hold grudges Overdone it until I know nothing I've been the bad guy and a good Samaritan Woke up in the clarion, started at the Sheridan Stuffed my pockets full of beer, everybody KO Holla motherfuckers, you owe me because I say so I'm generous when I'm flush But if a pocket's pale in comparison then you gush Bleeding for the needy, revenue sharing I can't think my life is strictly suffering And staring at the carrot and the stick This much is a Parent, living in the bottle like Gil Scott Heron Good man, good man 
Wish I was a better person, it could happen Forever working, never learning, good man Wish I was a better person, it could happen Forever working, never learning If I owe you money, no, there's no impudence I thank you for your patience, but more for no interest Dying to do the right thing, trying to remain chivalrous Deaf ears don't hear my soliloquies, they don't give a shit I'm ill-equipped for all but two things Neither of them pay well, I'm hanging from a shoestring A solid handshake from a good clan A boozy basket case, but a good man Wish I was a better person, it could happen Forever working, never learning, good man Wish I was a better person, it could happen Forever working, never learning One of my otter beats, I think Yeah, it's a, it's a weird little Diddy <laughs> be the word I would use. Yeah, it, it's probably not apparent to the listener, but I was listening to so much Cameron at that time, and so there's little pieces of that that to me like sound like very specific Cameron bars from that era. But like in the Who's Gal, what I'm what I'm supposed to do now is like so Cameron and yeah. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, um, and I uh, woke up in the. Sheridan started at the Clarion or whatever. Like that's <laughs> that's so Cameron, right? Uh, and that's a true story, you know. Like that's that's the connection to Carp DM right, for me is you know. Um, but yeah, when you get to the third verse and I talk about you know kind of like waking up in a hotel room and everybody's crashed out and just like you know filling my backpack with beer and sneaking off into the day and being like you owe it to me for some reason, you know, like yeah that. That, like that's kind of the parallel the carp dm that i would that i would draw you know what's funny about that one is um is i can't i wish i could remember who it was it was in the urban uh for for people from winnipeg uh who remembered tub the urban bakery uh in the urban bakery era i got an advanced copy of this and like a bunch of the staff and my friends hung out after work to listen to the records together yeah and I, w- I wish I could remember who it was, uh, or maybe they wouldn't like it, but they asked me who Revenue Sharon was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a good... So, uh, they had never be- heard the phrase Revenue Sharing before, and then, you know, I say Revenue Sharon instead of sharing, and, and yeah, they were like, who's Revenue Sharon? That'd and be then a good... Oh, it would be so cool to have, like, a woman rapper named exactly Revenue. that's a super yeah. dope name <laughs> so yeah Mon- that, that was money mike and revenue sharon yeah exactly man <laughs> and, and big berry banks big berry banks and revenue sharon <laughs> <laughs> that's good well that's yeah so that's from old man winter from 2012 and um so should we keep moving with do you have anything else about good man or should we, i really want to get into the stone because um this is a beautiful track but do you yeah, have anything, anything more for think, good man I, I don't i don't uh i don't think i have any pressing details i think i, I think i gave all i can on that one okay perfect <laughs> um 
So the stone might be... Uh, it's kind of funny because I think when we were working together, piecing this record together, um, we uh, we did two sessions. And our first session, we did like art school gigs and stuff. And then the second one, it was a little more like we were still sort of piecing it together where we went to UMFM and thanks, shout out to them for letting us use their space one night. And then I think you kind of gave me half of what you had or something. And it was just like, huh, because this is one another one of these beats where I make the beat and I don't think anyone will ever use it. Mm. And then you do use it. And I'm like, cool. And then, you know, and then quite often you'll do that. And I'll take a beat that I didn't even think anyone would use. And then I'll actually do something interesting with it and really love it. So that's definitely the case with this. And also just the way this is written, where I think you did maybe half the song. And I was like, huh is really interesting and then i think maybe we finished it remotely or something oh did you want to say anything to set this up before we maybe have a listen yeah um i it was it was basically i i put the verse down because the verse was all i had and i had the intention of adding more traditional verse stuff but in the end i just wrote a hook yeah um that is that was kind of sprawling and and then um, when when you put it in combination with you know those that those kind of like organ stabs and stuff that come in uh, you know to me it was like you know what this is enough not only that I think it could also be something that changes you know like like I think I could add on to it on another project even yeah um, you know conceptually the stone could get smaller and smaller or something conceivably but um, but yeah um, I, I think that's enough to set it up. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's worth just getting into it and then talking about it after, I think. All right, so let's check this out. This is The Stone from Prairie Nilsson. Drag my shit through that front door 
play for everything Found me a new crowd They know you ain't working But it's no vacation How you get hide And you crib till the moon's out Open the door And still it's right there waiting Tryna get where you at And I say Careful you may never come back Never high enough Never detached They say never say never But I never say that And they say Bazooka Joe Tryna get where you at And I say Careful you may never come back Never high enough Never detached They say never say never But I never say that And they say Bazooka Joe Tryna get where you at you may never come back Never high enough, never detached They say never say never, but I never say that And they say Bazooka Joe, trying to get where you at And I say Careful, you may never come back Never high enough, never detached They say never say never, but I never say that All right, that's the stone. Bazooka Joe 204. Uh, all right, so it's a, it's a metaphor, right? It's like, what is it? What's the stone? What is the thing? What does it mean? Yeah. So the, the idea is, 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 you know, the idea of a ball and chain. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of you know, the stone that you lug around is, is addiction, right? Okay. Um, the... The trick that turns the whole song is, well, what if the stone was a real thing? What if, what if it was something that I couldn't go anywhere without having to drag this thing around? Um, and so, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you can make a metaphor like a bar or two in your song, or you can fully embrace the absurdity of the, the, the metaphor and just actually make it not a metaphor anymore make it about the physical action of pulling it around and how that complicates how something like that would complicate your life right yeah so so yeah so that's the that's the premise um i think it's really funny and kind of like x-files or stephen kingy to kind of start it with being like oh it's funny you should ask you know like because you know, people don't just ask about your addictions. You know, they 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 don't they rarely sit you down and look you in the eye and say, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, especially in polite society, people just kind of are like, "Oh, you know, that's so and so," and you know, that's the cross that that person bears. Um, and and yeah, so I thought it was it would be interesting to be like, "No, no, no, let's 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 make the the addiction something physical, and then st- let's discuss." We'll, we'll kind of make it like Sisyphus, except rather than pushing a stone up a, a mountain over and over again, you're just doomed to just pull this thing around with you all the time. And not only that, you know, we get into the physical description of it and it's like, 
Oh, and it's not easy to pull around. You know, it's got this big, thick, rusty chain on it. And, yeah. you know, there's other people who might carry it better than I do. Smarter people than me, people that are more capable than me, for harness, a, uh, make fashion a harness, you know, to drag this thing around. But me, you know, I, I'm just pulling this fucking thing around everywhere that I go, you know? Right. Um, and so, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's, that's what it is. And, you know, when you get to the, towards the end where I'm talking about like, Hey, nobody even invites me out anymore, but I get why they don't because I have to drag this fucking thing with me everywhere. Right. And it, and it fucks up things for other people. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I wanted to make, I wanted to make sure to acknowledge, you know, like again, you know, I, I've, I've mentioned this on an earlier one people like to think of art as this thing that's just gushing out of you but it's like in the writing process i you know like there are moments where i really let go and i don't overthink things uh and and uh and you know something special comes out of that but more often than not i am pouring over this stuff and and when i'm making decisions on where to take it um you know i really i try to i try to make it I try to make it make sense, you know. I try, I try not to 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 manipulate reality too much, even if I have to obscure details, you know. Like I try to keep it as real as possible. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I made sure that I was like, you know, this isn't a thing that just affects addiction. Isn't a thing that just affects the person, right? It affects the relationships with them and everyone around them, and um, so I explore that a little bit, um, and. Uh, yeah and then when you get to the hook the hook is something i originally wrote separately and uh i wrote that to i think was it herbie did herbie i think herbie hancock did the dirty harry soundtrack uh, uh death, or, wish? Or no, death the, wish the bronson one right yeah death right? yeah death wish yeah so there's there's a beautiful beautiful song it might be the first one on death wish um but you know i don't always write over beats i listen to so much music from so many different broad sources that i'm constantly finding little pockets you know 20 30 seconds where i'm like oh you know like this feels really good and i'll just like scribble some stuff down with it knowing that i'll use it elsewhere later right uh, and so i had that as a separate thing, I believe. And then I had to change a little bit, change it a little bit to make it fit. But the main conceit of it, Bazooka Joe, I'm trying to get where you at. Careful, you may never come back. That's started to make sense within the within the context of it. And then even like, I believe the framework of the beat might have been there first. And so, you know, that kind of rising repetition of it and more voice uh, and yeah. more layer or whatever, that was that just became natural and that's that's what finished the song right like that's that's what they don't tell you in songwriting is is like it's not all it's not always completely under your control sometimes you know like when you gave me the framework of that beat i could tell you to manipulate it in any way that i want right i could say hey i want to do the hook and and i need you to do this for it right yeah. but it was there, it was already there and it already felt like it deserved a crescendo you know it, yes it, deserved more voices uh and it deserved more energy or whatever so so yeah so the two things just kind of came together and it's 
it's a really impactful song and I've got a lot of really good compliments on it from people it seems to be touching people you know and, it, and you know the stone doesn't have to be addiction right like the people deal with all sorts of shit it could be their own mental illness it could be something physical for them I mean who knows right yeah. but or you know to me it also it could have been regret you know yeah absolutely you know wronging someone or, or yeah. an unresolved issue you know whatever but um yeah it's it's nice you know when you when you kind of vivisect yourself in front of people and say hey here's what it really is right yeah uh, it's it feels weird if people don't react to it you know you're not asking people to come up to you and be like hey i saw deep deep into your the depths of your, soul. your soul yeah yeah and I, and i want you to know that you know, and, and then attempt to have like a deep conversation about it. It's enough for people to just be like, "Hey, that's that's the one for me," you know. And I've I got a few of those in reaction to the record, and that feels really good because, again, you know, when you do really lay it out there like that, you want a little bit of validation. For sure, yeah. I think it's a special song. I really liked it when I first heard it, and it was great to watch it evolve. You know, but um... well. And there's little touch, you know, there's some touch to it. Uh, you know, there's that one of the reviewers talked about, like, this could be a short story on its own. And like, um, you know, when I talk about like, you can't really weigh it because it's so uneven that like, it never like sits still on any surface, you know, like, yeah, when I'm writing that I'm, I'm like really fucking impressed with myself. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> ooh look at this little touch, you know, but right. like, you know, and then beyond that, it's like, it's got an interesting structure in that, you know, like, um, and this depends on how you count bars and, and bars are like, I guess, open for interpretation because bars musically mean something from different from bars lyrically. So depending on how you're counting, I'm either going two bars at a time or I'm either going a half bar at a time. But either way, it's got this long lingering rhyme yeah. structure that I that's like... A B A B, right? Yes. Um, and yeah, and that's like, I think that's an interesting thing. Like De La Soul on their first record does that quite a bit. There's a new song I just heard that like is basically someone doing, I don't know if it's plug tuning or what. But anyways, yeah, the, I, like I heard a new rapper doing it, and I saw people praising like praising it like it was innovative, and it's just like, no, no, this is just like you know this is just someone taking their time with the writing you know not feeling like you need to restrict yourself you know like it can it, it's just kind of like a i, I would it, it's it's kind of like a wander as opposed to like you know a staccato like we're getting to the point here you know yeah. it's yeah. it's just kind of languid um and that's why i started it like i started like a conversation right it's funny you should ask you know right it like it sets a tone of like, this is, this is a conversation. This is me answering your questions, you know? Yeah. Um, so as far as our, our parallel track for this, again, I'd be interested in hearing setting up, uh, the song, which is move so slow from Pinky's laundromat. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think I can put it together, but I'd love to hear your thoughts there before we listen to move so slow for the first time in a while. Well, I think I think the structure is is similar. You know, move, move so slow again uh, is languid. I think like um, 
I think like the stone, it's A B A B, the rhyme structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and and the story is this: like this could be the same person, right? Like the person that I s- describe and moves so slow could be me in the stone, you know? Yeah, is there a move so slow too coming for uh, Pinky's Laundromat too? <laughs> move so slower. Uh, yeah, yeah, move, moves much slower. <laughs> 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 we'll see <laughs> we'll see okay alright well let's listen to the song and then uh, maybe there's some other bits we can uh, that'll jump out to us this is Move So Slow from Pinky's Laundromat under the name John Smith hey hey there you are how's it going today excellent good 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 picking up the double mint again I see you like that that's your favorite eh I'm a bit partial to juicy food huh? what do you think Okay, well, have a nice day. Wait, 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 don't forget your change, pal. And I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, see you later. Daily at three before the end of school. Claim a seat on an empty stool under a sign that tells ya just say OV. A quiet fella puffs a rollie, orders drinks, but he don't say shit. Sorta of blinks and the barkeep makes it. Ryan Ice don't need no chaser, no high good night, no see ya later. Don't read the paper, he faces forwards. Never played the slots, he saves his quarters. Eyes are bloodshot, faces wrinkly. Size and fucks off when the place gets busy The strangest ways of any drunk in the city Age could range from 30-something to 60 The regulars love him, but they don't know him He ain't saying nothing at how's it going He's the man at the bar, you don't know Drinks real fast, moves so slow the man at the bar, you don't know. Drinks real fast, moves so slow. The man at the bar, you don't know. Drinks real fast, moves so slow. The man at the bar, you don't know. Drinks real fast, moves so slow.
probably could have cut about 32 bars of outro from that one. <laughs> they, uh, they are so similar. Like now that I hear them right beside each other, the, uh, the one long verse and then the, and then the hook, you know, like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny, you know, in the early, early era, you know, like buck 65 was so important. It was so cool to hear stories that existed outside of of hip-hop culture and that kind of like aesthetic and imagery um and so i always really liked that shit and, it, and it's funny like you know i was thinking to myself as i was hearing it i was like you know rich did it and i did it and i, and I was like there, there doesn't seem to be a lot of room for doing that kind of thing in the mainstream and then i remembered young thug was on snl a few weeks ago yeah and, <clears throat> And I don't listen to a lot of Young Thug. I think he's an incredibly interesting personality, like like one of the most intriguing rappers I've ever read about. Um, apparently, dude like doesn't sleep for three days at a time. The only thing he consumes is like flaming hot Cheetos uh, and and then like drugs and alcohol. Um, super super into gambling, uh, like and. Uh, yeah, just like, and then, but at the same time, you know, like, likes to wear dresses and shit, like, like a real interesting character. Um, and the choice that he made on SNL for his first song was a song in which, like, he raps for 24 or maybe 28 bars and then has something a, kind of like a hook, but not necessarily like a repetitive four bar hook. Yeah. Um, and then he just like he had a band with him and so then Travis Barker just like went ape shit on his drums for another like 32 bars and then the song just ended and right. it's like that, that's the same fucking structure and not only that he did it on SNL you know right. what I mean like, so yeah I mean the formats whether it's me or Buck 65 or, or Young Thug or whatever it remains the same which is like I'm gonna tell this story you know and then i'm gonna tie it together with something and then the producer is gonna take us out of there like boom 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 you know right in a row right um which is yeah which was something i just realized as i was listening there so i think that came out in 2004 2003 from pinky's laundromat yeah that was one of the later songs i wrote for the record uh pinky's is you know is when I'm really getting a handle on things. And most of that album, when you go back and listen to it, like um, some, there are many, many instances in which every syllable of every bar rhymes with each other. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's me like really, really learning how to, how to work writing and stuff. And uh, I was just so fucking pleased with myself when I wrote <laughs> and I still am, man. I'm so, I'm so proud of it. Like, uh, that story, you know, I think it plays anywhere, especially in Canada, but like any town or city in Canada knows that kind of person. You know, I picture him hanging out at a, at a Legion or a place like that. Yeah. Um, he's the reason he doesn't speak in that song is because there is an old timer from Churchill who would, who I really based the character on and he smoked, uh, I believe they were called Colts. Uh, and they smelled like grapes. It smelled like purple grapes. Oh, yeah. But they were these awful cheap cigars. And uh, he smoked them and smoked them and smoked them. And then 
I believe, you know, some he got some sort of a throat ailment and he just lost his ability to speak, but he would still go to the bar every day. Right. Um, and it got to a point where, you know, people are trying to be inclusive and they, you know, they want to include him in shit. But it, he just arrived at a point where the bar is my routine. That is what I do. But it is no longer a social thing for me. Right. So he, he would go and, and kind of sit on the edge of the action. Uh, and even as people were trying to be inclusive, he was separating himself in that way. And so that's that's the person that the story was based on. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, let's get into the last track that we have to unveil from Perry Nielsen, the last one to talk about, um, and that is Into the Sea. I think this track had a few name changes, maybe, did it? Or do I do I have that wrong? Yeah, you know, I was trying to be cute with it. I was going to call it Waves, like with a lower cla- lowercase w, and then I discovered that there's like 13 rap songs called Waves with a lowercase w. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... So yeah, it, it went through a few different title changes, but I believe this is the first thing we recorded for this record, and it might have been the first finished song that I wrote for the record too. Well, I think the beat was called Waves. Like I, I named the beat Waves, and so maybe oh, well, they, there you go. So, yeah, and so, so that's maybe called why Waves, you... and and then it ends up being about walking into the sea. So because I mean, back in the beat tape days, you just play, you made and made a cassette tape, and it was like. It would just have to be like this one but then then it was all files like mp3 files and so i'd name something something whatever it made me think of mm-hmm. so this one was this one was what called waves for the um yeah it has like a uh, you know at times i've had this sort of style where it reminds me a little bit of some of the stuff we did for old man winter as well um it may have even been an artifact like a little snippet of something that i developed starting back then mm but it ended up being kind of cool. So should we give it a listen or did you want to set it up any further? No, I think, no, let's get into it first and then and then, uh, then we can talk about it. All right, cool. This is Into the Sea. Wave away my pride Bathing in the moonlight Waiting on the tide 
little fist flailing, defying and swinging. I knew what was on the way and I was dying to bring it. Now if you're ready or not, they play for money and property. Pay a penny for thoughts, all I think about is poverty. Drown my dread under rocks, the weighted blanket on top of me. Wave goodbye from the dock and drift out into the odyssey. Baby shower for a new life, wave away my pride. Bathing in the moonlight, waiting on the tide. Dip out on my title, step out on my jeans Strip down to my goosebumps, walk into the sea Baby shower for a new life, wave away my pride Bathing in the moonlight, waiting on the tide Dip out on my title, step out on my jeans Strip down to my goosebumps, walk into the sea Baby Into the sea, Bazooka Joe two hundred four. What do you got? It's it's an interesting one for me. You know, I had a I had a video concept for this, and uh, I kind of wrote it out, and it was like it was going to be this thing where someone wakes up in the morning and picks a watch up off their dresser. You know, like like a, the watch has an alarm on it, and it wakes them up. And they pick their watch up and it for some reason it's wet and there's like and it's sandy you know but so they take a moment to to contemplate that before you know putting the watch on and getting to their day and they're very excited for the day um so they get up early they make themselves a nice breakfast and then they spend the rest of the day going around and giving things away and, and the and the day like kind of ends in a celebration down by the beach and there's a chip truck and everyone's happy and blah 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 there's even i even pictured in the video there's a there's a line at the end about uh what is it a, a juvenile an animal or an animal a juvenile mm-hmm. and i thought it would be really funny to give someone the juvenile cd uh i, I can't remember which one it is but uh but then they look at on the in the song titles and then there's animal which is like my favorite juvenile song juvenile okay. animal. so anyways that's that was the connection lyrically but um but yeah it's basically a day in which this person is like giving things away and then has a gathering with all their friends and then at the end of it they walk into the sea and then you step you know and then i step back away from that and i'm like well that's someone committing suicide right yeah. like like giving all your shit away and setting up like these nice times with your loved ones and then you know doing your thing and that's not that that's not my aim in the song the song is about anonymity and rebirth and reinventing yourself and 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 even just like the want of that you know like um and so so you know that i mean you you couldn't responsibly do that that video concept 
Right. Uh, and it took me, you know, I had to step away from it to figure it out. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it is what it is, you know, like I, I was 40 years old. Uh, I was, you know, I, I was, I was kind of like at the start of the journey of like, Hey, you need to change your relationship with drugs and alcohol or you're going to die. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, so this song was like kind of the first part of exploring that kind of thing. And like, this is, I mean, I'm, when I mentioned hypnophobia, that's the fear of sleep. That's something I've been dealing with since I was a kid. Um, it was a major, major part of my childhood. Um, it, you know, there was, there was so much anxiety around it. Like just, just picture, you know, not being able to lie down and go to sleep, you know, like people talk about insomnia all the time. This is more than insomnia, right? It's, it's being afraid to go to sleep. And when you're a kid, it takes on extra pressure and weight because you're supposed to get up and go to school the next day, every day. Right. And everyone around you is telling you, you need to get X amount of sleep, you know, like, uh, as opposed to kind of trying to deal with the situation. So, you know, later on, I, I dealt with that with, you know, I, I treated that with alcohol once I got old enough. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's it's got all these kind of like realizations and, you know, it, it was like, you know, when I look back on it, it, it's a document of being like, holy shit, you know, like this is fucked up and I wish I could start over as someone else. Uh, and that's kind of the central conceit of the thing. It reminded me a little bit of a song we did play um, on an earlier episode because we paralleled it, but but I think it's Money Out, which is more of a fantasy about taking off, mm -hmm. um, getting paid, and, and it's kind of more direct, but it's like taking and then taking off and like living on the beach or something. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think when I wrote Money Out, I thought that that was actually an option. And when by the time you get to... <laughs> Yeah. to uh, into the sea it's like it's not really an option so now i have to fantasize about like just feeling good you know what i mean yeah uh, or for or you know or just you know taking another stab at it in a different way the funniest the funny thing about you mentioning that is like you know they both kind of mention a relationship with water and you know i was born in british columbia uh, on a small island um, and then we moved to Churchill uh, and you know both of those places are where the water is and and it's funny you know like I've been in Winnipeg for a really long time but I never dis despite my childhood being full of hypnophobia I never sleep as well as I do as when I get back to Churchill or for that matter when I get close to the water mm. you know what I mean yeah so it's an interesting thing to think about you know I, I don't get too witchy or or pagan you know i don't like to speculate on that kind of stuff or pretend i know but um there is comfort there for me you know and that's why i think when i initially thought about into the sea you know and when i when i conceptualized the video you know where it's like this person planning their absolute perfect day and then ending it by walking out into the water yeah um you know conceptually i wanted it to wrap around to where they wake up the next day and the watch is back on the night table with sand and, and water on it yeah and even that even the hook with the baby you know the baby 
is at the end of the hook, but shower is the first line. So baby shower for it. So even the hook is a circle, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think all those things might've been subconsciously at play both in the writing of money out and in, in, um, uh, into the sea where it's like the water is discomfort and it's where my life started and where my formative years were spent and just how much of an influence and power that has over me. Uh, I mean, certainly you're, you know, you're rapping about your existence in these respects is not new because I'm just thinking about, is it your first record where you kind of do a, like an interlude about how you want your funeral to go? Yeah, but uh, that, that fucking ridiculous interlude where I talk about someone taping their live body to my dead body. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of like walking me through, uh, animating me through a performance, which is fucking insane. Like, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's a crazy thing to put on your first record. It is, uh, but it's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's always been there. You know, hypnophobia is, a, is an interesting thing for me because you know how do you explain this thing you know like when you know I, I was talking to someone about it recently and they were just like how do you how can you be afraid of sleep like it's the best thing mm-hmm. I wish I could sleep like all day and it's like me too motherfucker you know <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah uh, but for whatever reason it's always been really hard to come by for me and at the start of it it definitely was something as simple as like, where do I go when I'm not here? You know, like, like when I close my eyes, where do I go? And, you know, and obviously that if you delve into hypnophobia in any way, you know, the first place all the psychiatrists go to is like, well, this is connected to a fear of death. And it's like, yes and no, you know, like for me, the anxiety part of it comes with, the idea that like if you don't get to bed you won't be good for tomorrow when you have these obligations yeah and and so it makes you fear the obligation you know like when i talk about you know working being tyranny or working an illness being tyranny it's like you know i'm not a lazy motherfucker you know like i I, (laughs) yeah it's just you know be in some place every day at 9 a.m. is like my worst fucking nightmare. Like yeah. it really is because it triggers the hypnophobia. So it's a complicated thing, but you know, um, played a major role in in the formation of this song. Wow, this is a wild rap podcast, man. This is wild. It's uh, <laughs> it's pretty deep. You know, when you read, when I was reading the source in the 90s and they just like, they only had two types of stories and one of the stories was like, this guy's a gangster and his story was fucking tragic. And the other type of story is, this guy's not a gangster. And, and you know what I mean? And like, <laughs> and, and here's like, here's how he's doing it differently. And it's just like, you know, here we are, you know, 30 years later and, it, and it's like, oh, you know, I've got a fucking weird disease that makes it so I can't sleep. <laughs> yeah this is how we discuss rap records in in 2021 but but you know it's we've never done normal stuff no. uh, i was i'm super uh, lucky to have fallen in with uh, a group of people who also weren't doing normal stuff and here we are talking about the not normal stuff you know? yeah being creative yeah that's good um okay so set up set up the parallel track here um 
this is a this is a group track, so it'll diverge a bit from the strictly solo catalog to a park like setting track. Yeah. Yeah. Well I had to go I had to go searching to find something like this and and you know, this isn't exact. You know, like Into the Sea is such a snapshot of a moment for me, you know, like the combination of aging and and you know, not knowing kind of what to do with myself. Um, that I had to really think about it and, and what By My Lonesome has and the parallel for me is is you know I talk about the idea of like I like to go out by myself you know like I and in rap especially there was a kind of you know you had to go out with your crew right and yeah. and having a crew was practical for a, for a large segment of people involved with rap music just for safety you know what I mean um but I was issuing safety, you know, especially in my younger days. And, and I would just, I, I didn't like having to travel in groups, you know, like once I got past like the initial bar star shit of my early twenties, uh, my favorite thing in the world was like, oh, there's like two rap shows and my friend is DJing somewhere tonight. Like, I don't want to bring anyone with me because I want to be able to do all three of these things. Right. Yeah. So. You know, it was nothing to like, you know, go go rap myself or see my homeboys rap, you know, at some weird spot and then run to the Albert and see my friend's punk band play and then like skate from there all the way over to Bar Italia for the rest of the night. You know, like those are all very Winnipeg references, but you know, for, for people listening outside of it, it's like you're going from an underground rap show to a to a, like a dirty rock and kind of punk club and then kind of like in that era what would have been the hipster bar you know but like that's what i liked to do i wanted to experience all those things um and i did you know even though winnipeg is not a huge city i wanted to move freely you know like and so i kind of like always i equate that on a certain level to to wanting anonymity you know yeah. um and so for me that was the parallel cool let's listen to it so yeah i guess real quick because uh when we do this park like stuff and this is from our second park like album so uh the first park like album was basically you and i writing and you know it was like kind of very early for you mm -hmm. where you had your ideas of what you're doing but obviously you know i was probably taking the lead a little more just because of my experience but then the second park like album you know, I think we all would sort of there. There, each song, someone would take the lead on and come up with an idea. So, do you remember that this was your idea? This this song? Yeah, I I I think I took the reins for most of the PLS record. Like I can, yeah, I could, you did. I, yeah, I could go through the track listing and and pick it out. But I think you know I was just in work mode and. Um, and yeah, so I definitely took the lead on this one because, you know, I, I like just the hook itself is I that's my feeling. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like is, you know, it's it's what I just described, which is, uh, you know, I don't necessarily want to move as part of a group. I, I want to get as I want to pack as much in as I can. And there's, there was efficiency in, in it. You know what I mean? Like if, if you're dealing with I mean, it sucks and it's shitty. Right. But if you're dealing with like 
waiting in a line and and you know like getting id'd and getting frisked and all that in in some of the places that you're going to it's just you know if if you were in the position that i was in um you know i had relationships with most of these bars and clubs and shit so it's like it just made more sense to be alone you know because if you're hauling two or three people with you you might not be able to cut that line and just swoop in and talk to the bouncer you know and get the fuck in there right so right. it was just like a convenience of of ease if we want to be very specific about where the idea started let's have a listen to it and then i'll remember what the heck i was talking about when i wrote my part <laughs> uh this is by my lonesome park like setting which was McEnroe, john smith and yai Shit to hit the jam by my damn self Well some kids can't visit the can without they man's help Lil rappers, clicker clappers, whipper snappers, yo Our shit's the baddest, I can smell your diapers, I can tell I stifle yells, strap shoulder to rifle And I haven't plateaued, though I'm laughing on a sniper shelf They pass low, I enjoy the bird's eye view The herb high flu, the coop Don't flatter yourself, I ain't unnerved by you We know stool pigeons, but I work my coup And there's no new religion we just birthed by muse You can search for the crew You wasn't worth it, dude Horrible henchmen on the side But you hardly were in attention So it's John Smith I really think you don't fucking want it, guy On some core mega godfather darn shit, guy This the reckoning Listen, you were born to die I ain't no X-Men But I brought stormy skies The general consensus is you're despised But tonight it's just me That's what the fours describe And your boring lives produce Sorry, live shows, I'm from an ornery tribe of horny rhinos We charge in, stomp out foes and rivals Flying solo, then I bring my own vinyl I'm by my lonesome and they travel in packs The most fragile, wrapped up in gaggles of quacks Soft as fraggles with the hand of your ass And get your head out the clouds, wanna scrap, I'm laughing Back to back wins, that's nothing Spaz is flashing, they ain't packing their frontin' That's gas win, Big Mac attacks it This, that shit, asking again What the fuck's with these rap kids? By my lonesome, stand on my own two in the wild, wide open Man up, no crew, the highlights, low lights Drama to go through, get live like your wife Or mammy won't scold you By my lonesome, it's real and it's comfy In the wild, wide open, you're feeling it, love me The highlights, low lights, revealing it some streets Five mics and no mics, the PLS bumping I can't see the stampede, following mine Don't understand being ran people all of the time Except family, plan B, harder to find It can't be any farther from the start of the line Lot of rhyming, thought I decided enough At the spot to reside, else I'm riding the bus I find sanity, hiding amongst In the damned every once in a <laughs> You take your time when you can Man, they so sure, it's something they faking Like they got all the answers, but they talking they statements When singled out, you're rubbing they faces Been called out, they felt they just up and erase it Backpedaling act, better than that Settles it, clears it up, ventilin attack Rhetoric, don't make no sense Don't send the notion, back it up Probably won't when I buy my lonesome The streets alone, you abide by Walking down the streets alone If you mind my, maybe I can get where I'm going some I'd try throwing you respect if I'm showing some 
and go ahead, won't go to the West End You're not really you, you're just quoting your best friend What you said, what you just did Not strong enough to stand on your own like this is Roll into a town, get a table for one Then I do my own sound, my cable weighs a ton Mysterious drifter like Clint type stint I've been down I-10 but still get hype when I do a tour with no crew or disc jock Walking through the door, always cool, never pissed off Chill with someone new and build this spot I just attract that view like a trick shot Even in Japan, got fam to know But since I've been a man, learned to stand alone Solo in the place, ain't a panic zone Deal face to face, not a man to phone Manage my own self like hand Solo Do damage like no self, but keep it legal No a hundred ways at keeping a crowd In between go days without speaking aloud Got wallet size shots of my crew to prove No one riding shotgun is mine to choose Break bread and I ain't only out for me But six men is a whole lot of miles to feed Eventually we'll be back in the tour bus But in the meantime, it's New York or bust I'm going for mine and none of it's poor us got my game refined so it's hard to ignore us so if you find me in the club and i forget that we met best believe it ain't a snub i'm working my own merch and eating dirty grub for weeks and it's all work away from my love sitting on an end table nursing a soft drink immune to a trend so i don't wear hot pink the room is looking empty i'm feeling my heart sink i'm playing for pennies but i try not to think cause i'm the silence is deafening in the wild, wide open. Not letting it get to me. The high life, slow life. A million characters at high school prom nights. Never prepare you for my lonesome. It's lonely at the top and the bottom. Still trying to figure where I fall in. I don't need your help. Taking a chance, sure. Talk to myself, but there's no answer. That's uh, by my lonesome. That's Park Lake setting. That's a lot what of rapping. A good song. That's a good song. I think that's a great song. Um, but no question that you are the band leader on that one. Well, you you rhyme hard sync with hot pink. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I really, really like that song. I think it's great to hear. Uh, Danny follow my lead style wise on that one I think yeah like you don't get the staccato kind of like stunted eye flow you get like the whole bar long eye flow on that one which is like and he, and he kills it you know yeah um, but yeah um, I don't know what more to say beyond what I've already said unless you got some questions not really. I'm just looking at the track list and, and you know, thinking of how you said you took the lead on most of the record, which I'm, I'm just kind of going through. It's like wax on, wax off. Yeah. Cut once. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Craftsman. Yeah. DFA for sure. Short pants, long sleeves. That was you too, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Overrated, I think, was me. That was you, yeah. Eight bars each, I think, was just a posse cut, like kind of yeah. nobody. 
by my lonesome we just played bush league psychos is so you yeah barbie doll eyes is me that's five, a dead kennedy's reference right it is a dead kennedy's reference five yeah. year plan i think was me yeah church of the poison mine maybe me that was you too yeah the boss of me is yai that, was, that was that was his song and he and he kills boss of me it's so yeah. good and then our turn i don't really even know yeah i think maybe well, I you I was writing some hooks on that record, man. Oh, yeah. Like those, those hooks. I mean, it's all, it always starts with beats, right? Like, he, nothing happens without the beat. But yeah, that, uh, that record's full of, of what I feel like are pretty catchy, advanced hooks, you know? Yeah, it was, it was just an era of especially local stuff where it seemed like no one, no one went out without a posse. And I was always kind of like, <laughs> like, like that's that's yeah. the extent of, of the of the genesis of it is just looking around and being like <laughs> and i took it to you know for me i i did a tour completely by myself where i went first time i toured the u.s where i just got in my car it was like a uh an acura or something and drove down and played like this sketch show in portland and then this other sketch show in san francisco and kind of did all these kind of just weird really uneven tour where it was like playing in portland playing staying in the cheapest hotel i could find which was like 21 dollars. it was disgusting oh, that's scary in portland man yeah and then to like a very strange like opening up for some guy who i never heard of who was not even really rap and you know so then the crowd just didn't know what to make of me and then going to uh like what's it called um arcade not arcadia but something like that thanks to dj thanksgiving brown who who hooked me up with some shows down there and that was kind of cool and then playing san francisco um which was weird and then going all the way down to san diego which was legendary just so uneven but being completely by yourself where you play and then you pull out a bag of CDs and sit at a table and people would come and buy some or some or people would not come and buy some or whatever. It was just so <laughs> and then you pack your own stuff up and get in the car and drive. Oh I don't yeah, it's just so odd. Yeah, I I I mean I was always so lucky to have you know, there was always kind of elders around me babysitting me, you know, like I yeah. didn't even have I didn't even have to fucking drive. I was so spoiled. Um, is, is that the same trip where you opened up for Third Sight? Did I open up for Third Sight? Maybe. I, I thought you played on the, yeah, or maybe not opened up for, but it was like a showcase maybe attached to Gavin or one of those conferences. Um, I remember seeing Third Sight, but I don't think I played on a bill with Third Sight. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I saw maybe. him and I was like, and nobody was there. And it right. was like, he was so good. Yeah. I mean, they, because it's a group, it's Jihad. Yeah, sorry, Jihad, Jihad from Third Sight. Yeah. yeah, but, and it was like, that That was that was not me touring by myself. That was just uh, a, a different trip where I was just down as a... Oh, okay, okay. I think and you that did, was, yeah, as before. You did Japan by yourself as well, yeah? I did Japan by myself. Well, I had St. Louis as a hype man, so I wasn't completely <laughs> by myself in that in that respect. St. Louis was with me. So That's we went and did... We, yeah, we did like four or five shows. Very strange shows. 
all of them strange. It's strange to play in a foreign country where clearly no one knows what the hell you're talking about. So, yeah, you know, like it's one thing, I guess, to play Europe, which I haven't done. But I think in Europe, you, there's a bit of more of less of a gap where in Japan, it's just like, do they know any English at all? Yeah. You know, like you say hip hop and they know what you're saying. But other than that, you know, and I'm sure there are some people, but for the most part, it was. So then I so in Japan, the calculation was do every so, the fastest rapping songs you could just to give it the most energy because it didn't matter what you're saying. Yeah, it was just a matter. The words, are, yeah. the words did not matter. It's just like fill up the bars and, and have a lot of energy and just have a presence. And, and that was what worked. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, when I was in Vietnam, I played a show, but it was in a neighborhood that was full of ex, like expats from, you know, Europe and North America. So yeah, it's almost like it didn't count. When I went looking for hip hop in Hanoi, I found a, a b-boy battle, which was amazing. I'm sure. Um, but um but yeah i didn't see much in the way of opportunity there was a i made i made a friend there i think he was from liverpool and he kind of had like a hip-hop school that like specialized in in kind of like teaching the the rich children of vietnam you know it was like about dressing and dancing and how to scratch a record kind of situation um and then when i was in finland i came across like a real like record shop and where the guy like you know was selling hip-hop records but really you know he had lots of breaks and, and stuff like that and so him and i started chopping it up about shows but it was already too late by that point and the and the kind of like emo the weird like emo kids who talk like like balling ass hood dudes kind of sad <laughs> emo rap yeah had, had already taken over so like he was like trying to set me up a show but he was like the show will be me and six of my friends um and he was like if you go to these guys and get a show he's like you're gonna be the oldest person there and what you call rap is not what they call rap because what they call rap is you know white boys pretending to be from you know uh memphis or some shit so yeah, so, yeah I, i'm low on experience for that kind of stuff <laughs> Uh, so anything to sum it up? This has been a fun series to kind of break down, you know, very insightful learning about your process and really what these songs are about. Do you have anything you wanted to add? No, just, um, uh, I, I guess like I, I've given people a glimpse of it. I don't know how organized in my thoughts I am. I try, I, you know, I, I, I listen to everything we do post and I, and I'm hopeful that people are, um, that are making sense, I guess is what I would say. But um, I just want people to know how much thought goes into this, um, you know, and how much of it is really real, you know, like yeah. it's a real, it's a real process of, of opening it up and putting it on display and being vulnerable. And um, I think I always did it lyrically, but maybe was kind of averse to, living it in 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 person and like i've arrived at a place where i'm you know it's like a lot of people after the album release party were coming to me and talking about how vulnerable i was on stage i spent a lot of time talking about just nerves and and how you know being on stage used to be really easy for me and now 
it's not yeah um, there's so much thought and meaning uh and and heart that goes into every single bar you know like i, I don't take i don't take a bar off um and uh and yeah i just you know i'm 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 super stoked that roddy you put all this work into putting the spotlight back on what we're doing and, and on producing the tunes and um you know there's just there's so much more to come you know like i'm already deep deep into other projects and uh yeah i'm just i'm excited to be growing and changing and and putting it out there and and hopefully the output keeps up with it uh on my end and uh yeah i just want to keep doing it you know like there's no part of me that ever wants to stop the 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 only negatives to me are the things that surround it the the writing and the recording and uh and and playing live those are those are still you know the most valuable things in my life they they really mean a lot to me and i hope people you know get that when yeah. when you explaining it all you know yeah well i appreciate that could be it's uh you know it is funny that we have this opportunity to just be creative and expressive at our age which is not young anymore mm -hmm. um and just be honest about it it's you know i think it's something that hasn't you know as as our heroes of age they've just sort of stopped or done tried to do the same thing mm -hmm. um or you know try to recapture the same thing that they had done previously so i mean your record and my record are both like that's that's not what they are what they are at all right yours is you know a next level of vulnerability mine is like ultra nostalgia memory lane with with some vulnerability as well but it's i think they're both you know they're not for everybody but they are something different that can really only be stories that can be told by you know grown-ass men yeah <laughs> with without that sort of um, bravado that we've kind of left behind because it doesn't you know it's unfounded at this point we're, we're back to being very humble right yeah yeah exactly right on um so the question is how do i do so the next record that's coming up from pity's corn just to let you know people know what's going on there's two things one is at the beginning of the year i said i was going to do four fun for fun records as as big mac and rowan the first one was called um panty wraps and the second was nickel beats and the third one is actually called eight quarters and it's math rap with yai <laughs> so i actually have to send you the demos joe because um you might want to jump on something um but it is so it's we're behind schedule let's be honest here we're behind schedule work has star started up for me again in a big way and i also had to do some house renos and all this stuff so it, it's a little tricky right now so i don't know all four records all four records are going to happen but they're not going to happen on schedule <laughs> but they're going to be great so so the next one's called eight quarters and it will be out by the end of the year but it won't be out what was supposed to be out by the end of september obviously it's not happening mm. um and that's what that is it's a fun little eight song math rap record and then the fourth one is called lullabies for dimes and that is children's raps 
and I have a great batch of beats, which I sent you, and you need to write your children's song, and I'll get into that. But that's that's what's on tap for the fun little records. We're so we're going to have all our friends write songs for children, whatever that means to them. Mm-hmm. Um, open to interpretation, but no bad words. That's the first. That's the first part. That's, that's the rule. That's the one uh, hard and fast rule. And uh, and then on the larger scale, where we have our top tier releases, like you know, uh, Prairie Nielsen is a top tier release with like a marketing plan and the whole bit. And so was Brandon. And the third record in that series is Pipskid. His record, and it's I don't know what it's called. He, the last I heard, it was called 100% Off which I like that title and I hope he keeps it, but he could have changed his mind. He still has time. Mm. Um, so that's a great record. Have you heard any yes, of that, Joe? I have. I've heard it and I'm super stoked on it. Yeah, it's wild. It is so wild. It's, um, it's, it's really nice to, um, you know, the difference between Pat and I is, is Pat's really, he's so much better at organizing people than I am, you know, like you listen to my record, there's no guests, there's no yeah. cuts, you know, like, or there's one cut, but, um, but yeah, he's really good at like stocking it with, I mean, beyond what he does, which obviously is great. Right. Yeah. But beyond that, he does such a good job of, of filling it with interesting guests and, uh, sounds and concepts. And yeah, I, I got, uh, I got to listen to the rap stuff and I'm, I'm super stoked to, to hear the whole thing. So the question is, you know, I want to do a podcast series, but I was saying to someone the other day, it's like you can't do a can't do what we just did, which is like here's a song, here's an older song, because he hates every old song he's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> so all it'll be is like, here's the new song, tell us about it. Okay, well it's okay. And then here's the old song. Oh, this song sucks. Right. So so I'm trying to figure out what is the Pipskid podcast series gonna be because I don't think that playing old songs is the answer because he does. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but well, I mean, even I'm, I'm just a full disclaimer here. You know, the whole time we've done this, you know, I've I've just been like felt so awkward about this the kind of navel gazing aspect of it. Like, yeah, I like to, I like to talk about myself. I really do, but Most you know, this do. is intense, and I and you're definitely not going to get pat to do it in the same way no um so what you need is you need a stringent format you know like so you can box them in on everything so you know it has to be like a um i spy or 20 questions kind of format you know right right that's a good idea yeah you need you need rules so you can box them in so so we need to brainstorm that but we've got some time um the plan is to put the record out in February 2022. So the first single is going to come out in December, second single January, and the last single and the album February. That's the plan. So we have a little bit of time before the first single to figure out the concept. And uh, so look, looking forward to that. And so we'll wrap this this uh, series up. Once again, thank David at UGS Mag for hosting and promoting and... Um, Thank you listeners for listening and everybody who hits us up, whether it's on social media or in person to say they enjoy what we do. We appreciate that. That helps a lot. Um, And thank you, Joe, for um, a lot of fun. Likewise, my friend. uh, Yeah, I'm really, really proud of Perry Nelson and, you know, having having my hands in other new PNC releases 
uh, that are already underway. Uh, I just, yeah, I want to express to people how stoked I am to get the other stuff out too. So. That's great. Well, lots to look forward to. That's great. All right. Well, thanks everybody and have a lovely night. Peace.